Welcome to Board Game Top Tens, episode 816 for Wednesday, October 5th, 2022. This is the BGG Top 10 edition, a quarterly look at the top 10 ranked games on Board Game Geek. This data is from October 1st, just last Saturday. Stepping back out of the top 10 after two quarters in there, from 9 to 10 to 11, Spirit Island by R. Eric Royce, published by Greater Than Games, with a rating of 8.153. That is a four-point gain from last time, had a five-point gain the time before that, and a 13-point gain when it originally went into the top 10. But the competition is stiff. Still, these first four games we're going to see from positions 8 through 11 are in a bit of a dogfight. And so we'll see them uh, tussle with, with each other over the next few quarters. After being out of the top 10 for a quarter, back at number 10 for the fourth time in the last five quarters, War of the Ring, the second edition, by Roberto de Meglio, Marco Maggi, and Francesco Nepatello, published by Ares Games, with a rating of 8.156. That is a three-point advantage over Spirit Island and an 11-point gain, which is a lot for such an old game, Uh, way more than any gain it's had in the past year. That is a step up from number 11. Not sure if I mentioned that. And the gap to Spirit Island has been... Over the last year, a four-point advantage for War of the Ring, then a three-point advantage for Spirit Island. Then last time, Spirit Island had opened the gap to four points, but with this big jump, War of the Ring now has a three-point gap, a seven-point swing the other direction. Repeating at number nine, Gaia Project by Jens Drogemuller and Helga Ostertag, published by Z-Man Games, with a rating of 8.161. Only five more than War of the Ring, only eight more than Spirit Island, and a five-point decline. So it's lost 13 points in the last two quarters, although in the previous two quarters it lost a total of three. But even if it loses one or two, and Spirit Island adds four or five, and War of the Ring adds four or five, they will both pass Gaia Project to bump it out of the top ten next time around. Meanwhile, repeating at number eight for the fifth consecutive quarter, Star Wars Rebellion by Corey Kaneska, published by Fantasy Flight Games, with a rating of 8.169. Eight points more than Gaia Project and a gain of one point after four consecutive quarters of loss. Uh, In a similar way to the battle between War of the Ring and Spirit Island, uh, the battle between Star Wars Rebellion and Gaia Project has, in a more prolonged fashion, been very tight. Going back a couple of years... Rebellion had a two-point advantage over Gaia Project, which then narrowed to zero, as they were essentially tied. Then Gaia Project took the lead, 
and for several quarters was ahead of rebellion with a five-point advantage twice, and then three consecutive four-point advantages, and then five again before last time uh, the big drop for Gaia Project sent it back below rebellion by two, and now that gap has widened to eight. Uh, in fact, uh, war, rebellion is less in danger from Gaia Project at this point than it is from more of the Ring and Spirit Island eventually. Though there is only a three-point delta to Spirit Island this quarter, last quarter it was nine, the quarter before that it was 16, the quarter before that it was six. So really you'd, you'd kind of expect in a couple of quarters, maybe three, both War of the Ring and Spirit Island also to catch Rebellion. So those four games are tight. Then there's an enormous gap, an 80-point gap, and the next four games are also pretty tight between positions four and seven. After two times at number six, down one more to number seven, Twilight Imperium, the fourth edition, by Christian T. Peterson, Corey Kaneska, and Dane Beltrami, published by Fantasy Flight Games, with a rating of 8.249. Again, 80 more than Star Wars Rebellion. That is a two-point gain for Twilight Imperium after a couple of quarters of heavier, large, single-digit losses, although prior to those large losses, um, Twilight Imperium had never lost ground. So this is sort of returning to form a little bit. After two quarters at number four, down two to number six, where it was three quarters ago on January 1st, Gloomhaven, Jaws of the Lion, by Isaac Childress, published by Cephalofair Games, with a rating of 8.251, just two more than Twilight Imperium, and a decline of 11 points. This is the third time it has had a decline in the last four quarters, although the one time it gained, it gained a bunch. And so the total amount of decline is actually only the 11 points from this quarter. Repeating at number five for the third consecutive quarter, Terraforming Mars by Jacob Frixelius, published by Stronghold Games, with a rating of 8.253. Two points more than Jaws of the Lion, and only four more than Twilight Imperium. And that is a seven-point decline for Terraforming Mars, its sixth consecutive decline, during which it has lost a total of 34 points. All right, so we have these three games. We'll get to the number four in a minute. It's not part of this particular fight. These three games are separated by only four points. Where do they go from here? Well, it's tough. It's tough to tell. There has so much, been so much variety in their performance over the last year that it's hard to say how they're going to go after this. For example, last quarter, they all lost almost exactly the same amount. But the quarter before that, Terraforming Mars and Twilight Imperium lost ground, Jaws of the Lion gained a bunch. Uh, the quarter before that and this quarter, Terraforming Mars and Jaws of the Lion both lost ground, but Twilight Imperium gained. So I don't know exactly what's going on with the ratings here, 
But let's take a, uh, let's just, I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to analyze. I think it's fair to say that Twilight Imperium is in the best position. It's had the most consistent gains. It will not take much. It really it just takes one of these having a smaller decline or even a gain compared to the other two. That'll be the one that ends up at number five. In the long run, I feel like in the long run, Terraforming Mars is the one that ends up lower. But Jaws of the Lion has this inexplicable fast decline. Too close to call. I guess I'll just leave it right there. Meanwhile, leaping right over all of this, going from number seven last time all the way up to number four, Arc Nova by Matthias Vigge, published by Capstone Games, with a rating of 8.271. 18 points more than Terraforming Mars, but that is an 88-point jump from last quarter. That is an enormous gain for a second full quarter in the top 10. I went back and looked at several previous games. I went back quite a ways, and nothing really has come close to that for its second quarter. We would expect that pace to decline, and so we would expect Arc Nova to sit here at number four for at least, I would say at least two quarters. But then depending on how fast the pace of gain declines, maybe this is where it tops out. Or maybe it goes into this fight in the top three. Let's take a look at it. At number three, after 19 quarters at number two, Pandemic Legacy, Season 1, by Rob Davio and Matt Leacock, published by Z-Man Games, with a rating of 8.420. That is 149 points more than Arc Nova. Or, you know, the gap from Arc Nova to Spirit Island was only 118 points, so bigger than that gap. It is a 9-point decline for Pandemic Legacy, and... I didn't check to see if that was its largest decline. I think it might be. Yeah, looks like so. That is the largest decline that Pandemic Legacy has had. Every other decline this year has been seven points. It's also the 17th time it has declined in the last 18 quarters. Uh, if you go back to, uh, going back to it now. Do, 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 do. I know. Entrancing. Go back to July of last 2020 was when it had a gain. Uh, that's what messes up the consecutive decline. But during those 17 total declines, it's lost 81 total points. The gap to Arc Nova has shrunk from 246 to, as I said, 149. But still on that pace, on this exact pace, it would still take two quarters for Arc Nova to catch Pandemic Legacy. But uh, there's no way it tacks on another 88 points next time. Pandemic Legacy has yielded it up its number two position to the game that has been number three for the last nine quarters. That's over two years. Brass, Birmingham, by Matt Tolman, Martin Wallace, and Gavin Brown, published by Roxley Games, with a rating of 8.430. Ten points more than Pandemic Legacy, so... It wasn't close, and that's a five-point gain. 
a little bigger than the gain it's had each of the last two quarters. And that 14-point swing between the two is more than enough for Brass to take over the runner-up spot. But, repeating at number one for the 20th consecutive quarter, Gloomhaven by Isaac Childress, published by Cephalofair Games, with a rating of 8.463, 33 points more than Brass, a decline of 16 this is Gloomhaven's 15th consecutive decline, during which it has lost 158 points, which, sound, which is worse than Pandemic Legacy, for sure. Pandemic Legacy has only lost 81, but Gloomhaven has had farther to fall. It would be hard to maintain that lofty, very high rating that it had for a while there. Let's look at Gloomhaven's contests. First... Pandemic Legacy, that's the one that we've been tracking for, you know, five years. The gap from Pandemic Legacy has gone from 61 to 50, and this time now down to 43 points. There's a seven-point difference between their declines, which means that Pandemic Legacy is still on track to repass Gloomhaven in about five quarters, a little over a year. But... The really interesting thing is the race with Brass. Over the last three quarters, that gap has narrowed from 75 to 54 to 33. 21 points each of the last two quarters. And then going back before that, 18, 23, 20. I mean, a 20-point gap. A 20-point difference is pretty consistent between these two games. Since there is only 33 points separating them, that means that Brass could be expected to pass Gloomhaven in two quarters, sometime between January and April. If it takes until April, I speculated last time that maybe it's another January 1st swap at the top. But uh, if it does take until April, as the numbers suggest, that means Gloomhaven will get a 21st quarter at number one, which will move it past the mark that it has currently tied Twilight Struggle at. It was October 1st of 2015 that Twilight Struggle notched its 20th quarter at number one, and then it was replaced in January of 2016 by Pandemic Legacy. So, can Gloomhaven hold on to set that mark of 21 quarters? That's what we'll find out. A lot of interesting races going on here within the top 10. You've got your top three that are all fairly close together. You've got four through seven, especially five through seven, super tight. And then eight through 11 are all very close. So we'll see how they shake out next time around. For Wednesday... October 5th, 2022.